On this episode of the Macworld Podcast, it's all about your hot takes. You've been on social media telling us why you didn't buy any of the new Apple new products and more. We'll talk about your comments and respond with a few of our own. Stay tuned. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross and Michael Simon. This is a special edition of the show where we feature your hot takes from the Macworld social media feeds. The hot takes are your reactions to Macworld stories and news in the world of Apple. We share what you wrote, and we will offer our thoughts. You can see the hot take postings in the show notes for this podcast on Macworld.com. We'll also link to the original social media post. Uh, With that said, let's get started. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right. Apple's new products revealed that the spring-loaded event became available for pre-order recently, but many of you decided to pass on any of these products. A lot of Macworld readers think the new 24-inch iMac is too expensive. On Twitter, at Bob from CT said that a big part of why they're not ordering it is because it's too expensive. It has a lack of USB-A ports, and he still needs boot camp. Autogers, 1970 on Twitter said that instead he bought more RAM for his existing iMac and will wait for Apple to get its head out of its rear end over these prices. <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not wrong about how it's expensive. I mean, I think just a lot of people don't need like a 4.5 K display and everything. And, and yeah. Apple's kind of making the baseline kind of high here. Yeah. And it's, you know, like so if you're looking at that 1299 model which is what most people are probably looking to spend on a desktop mac you're getting 256 gigs of storage which is low you're getting two mm-hmm. usb-c ports which is not enough probably and you know it's so you're you're not getting the touch id keyboard you're not getting ethernet if you need that and you know it, it does seem a little nickel and dimey for a still a relatively high price point if it was 10.99 or 9.99 then then we'd be talking about something yeah it, in in practical terms it really kind of starts at $1500 you yes, really need that version for sure which isn't bad for what you get it's just there's it's a high no price point. it's a high price point there's no viable low end iMac <laughs> yeah i wouldn't recommend anyone buy the 12.99 you know if you can't afford the $1500 which is totally understandable I would recommend saving money for six months to get right. that one because it's just it's there's more there's so much more to it. Least yeah. of all being that that the seven core versus the eight core GPU, it's all the other stuff. Yeah, it's all the other that, stuff. That's that, 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 that you're that not going to notice that difference. Not, you're going to notice all. all the other stuff. And when you look at like say the MacBook Air, which has the same thing that that same seven GP uh, seven core GPU chip, you're only giving up storage. Apple didn't take away a port. Well, right. I mean, it really couldn't. It was only two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it gave the same machine just a little bit more power, a little bit more storage, which I would have been fine with on the iMac if it was yeah. 256 gigs, four ports, um, touch ID, keyboard, Ethernet, um, um, you know, power adapter. And then you get the 1599 one, a uh, 1499 one, you get uh, 512 storage and the eight core GPU. That's that's acceptable. Yep. The things they took away from that 1299 model, it just it, it, it makes it very unattractive. A user who said they need boot camp, um, uh, you need to switch to Windows, <laughs> like like a Windows computer. Because if that's what you need, 
it's going away from you. Like there's yeah. not, it's not just these models. As Apple transitions everything to their own silicon, bootcamp is gone. Bootcamp's gone. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, you'll get virtualization if you need to run something under Windows. You might be able to do it on a VM, but if you need to boot into Windows, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. All of this stuff about, well, maybe, I mean, there's an ARM version of Windows. Maybe Apple will work together with Microsoft and they'll get the, the they're not, they have, nobody's no got way. any incentive to get this t- to work. Like, neither Microsoft nor Apple has an incentive to do that at this point. Yeah. Th- at this point, there, it's not like it was when Bootcamp was invented. Right. So it's just not, I just don't yeah, see it ever the, happening. The closest thing you're going to get is uh, parallels, which, now right. is native on the M1, and it, I haven't used it, but I'm sure it's it's fine for what you need. But it's not booting into Windows. It's not the same. It's not the same. And if that's re- legit what you need, then you need to start thinking about buying a Windows computer yeah. because that's. Um, but but still, uh, read MacWorld and follow the MacWorld Twitter, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, if what you if if your thing is, I need to sometimes be in macOS and I need to sometimes be in Windows. You're gonna need two machines. Yeah, like get at cheap, some point get a in cheap the future, laptop. Yeah, the whole the whole I can boot camp both of them is just not gonna be in people's future two years hence. It's just yeah. not not happening. Agreed. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, it's. I understand why that people need that. Yeah. But I also understand that you're going to be waiting literally forever <laughs> to get and, it back. And it's not, a no, it's not a large number of people. It's not a large enough number of people to, to be worth Apple's right. time and Microsoft's time making this work. A lot of people don't like the way the iMac is configured. At Gray March said 24-inch monitor... After Apple's been selling 27-inch iMacs and iPros for years, I'll pass on the new iMac. Yeah, you're just you're just. There's gonna be a bigger. There one. will be. Yeah, yeah. You're just. It's just not out yet because right. it's a new new hardware, probably higher end hardware. It's also gonna be more expensive. So if you're also if you're yeah. balking at the size and the price, then you, <laughs> I've got bad news. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there'll be a 27 or 29-inch. Um, whatever probably yeah, later 30, this year whatever, whatever they it call is it. yeah yeah but it'll be 5k and it'll be awesome but it'll also be you know two thousand dollars and probably more or, or, or higher you know it'll have the m1x or the m2 whatever it is yeah but yeah for this machine I, I mean the size of the screen i'm actually pretty happy with i think that's a good compromise 24 inches it's, it's yeah it's this is a, nice a replacement size. for the 21.5 it's a, it's yeah. better it's yeah. absolutely better i mean i don't know if we needed four and a half K, you know, that could, it could have been, there could have been a model at the lower end that wasn't that maybe for nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine. but you know, that's just not, that's not Apple's game. No. They give you the best they can possibly do at a price point that they feel is attainable. Right. And gives them their 30% more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At 43, Brian B said no face ID, no 27 inch version. And it still has the damn champ. And where yeah. the hell is the Ethernet port? Sorry, I think I'll pass. Well, I'm with you on Face ID. Although yeah. I really, I'm really glad they put Touch ID in the wireless keyboard. That's an awesome advancement. Agreed. It's it's a yeah, it's cool. Uh, face ID would have been nice. I wonder if it's not something that we're going to see in those in those uh, MacBook Pros that we're looking for, waiting for. Yeah, I don't like, know. I, I mean, feel like yeah, it's it's on the cusp of coming out. I've been feeling that for years, though. It's true. It's true. Uh, and and the chin, I'm with you on the chin. Ethernet ports on the uh, it's it's on the power brick, which is better. 
you don't have it snaking up to yeah. the machine now. It stays that your, your Ethernet cable stays on the floor, which is way better. So yeah, I, I agree that that's a good solution. Some uh, Ethernet. I mean, the Apple could have just said, you know what, we're not giving it to you at all by a dongle. We don't care. So building it into the power adapter is cool. Yeah, the light. This is another thing you said. The low end version isn't worth it. That's another thing. The low end doesn't yeah, give you 30, unless you pay yeah, an extra thirty bucks, 30 bucks which what you should pay. Yeah, but then you're talking about now instead of two hundred dollars, <laughs> it's only one hundred and seventy dollars less. If you want the right. keyboard, it's another fifty dollars more. So now now we're down to right. one hundred and ten dollars or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it, you know, it's it literally nickel and diming at this point. Yeah, that it's it's like one of those things where the real version is fifteen hundred bucks, and then they felt like they needed a lower end version right. just to have a starting at number. But they don't think <laughs> nobody should buy that one. Yeah, well, they cut right. They cut the things that people are gonna really make the iMac cool. You know, yeah. they got rid of that stuff. Uh, I'm totally on board with the design complaints. It's cool. Yeah, now I feel like we're stuck with this chin now for like another five I years. I know we are for for sure because yeah, you know the and, bigger one's going to look just like these, but bigger it, and probably it, not coming as many colors. Color, you know, yeah. space gray and something. What's really frustrating about it is that it seems like a forced design that Apple forced upon itself by making the thing so damn thin. Yes, if it added, even if it doubled the thickness, it's still I, super thin. I I have to look at the. I haven't done the math. I need to look at the system, but I think. The USB-A port problem is that yeah. it's, I mean, so also the, Apple's so dumb philosophical thing, but well, they just, but they did put a headphone jack on, they put it on the side, which is better, but the well, it's USB better depending ports, on what you want to do. If you want to plug in a pair of speakers, you're going to have a, a, a headphone jack hanging out the side of your computer all the time. Yeah. But you can just use wireless speakers. That's what people do, but people use headphones. It's headphone jacks are head for headphones. Yeah. It's better on the side anyway. Uh, but there's no USB-A ports. I have a feeling that plugging, putting a USB-A port back where the USB-C ports are wouldn't fit. It's right. too deep <laughs> for the thickness of the, the system. I feel like they backed themselves into a corner. Yeah. Uh, and, once again, made it thin to, to the detriment of a lot of usability. You know, on the MacBook Pro or an iPhone or an iPad, you can kind of see, okay, fine, I get it. Mm-hmm. on a iMac who cares how thick it is why does it matter when it's sitting on your desk and you're looking at it straight on and you can't even right. see the side of the machine most of the time why does it why, why is that the thing that they care about on a on a, on a desktop mac i don't get it so, <laughs> so like, like you know they're designing this thing and whoever it is tim cook or whoever's designing it came in and looked at it and said i'm cool with the chin but make it thinner this doesn't make it doesn't compute uh at Avantade NL said, I wanted an iMac, but the M1 processor is dated. And with the rumors about an M1X or M2 processor, you are buying into the past. Well, <laughs> it's, I, the, it's the current past. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing. That, I, I mean, it, it's and it's past. so much and it's so much better than the Intel version. Yeah. Right. So it's and and it's and it's the new like Macs are all going to be Apple Silicon. It's the Apple Silicon version. Like I feel like buying an Intel version is buying into the past. If, if your thing is there's going to be a faster one in the future, well, that's always going to be true. Uh, and yeah, wait, <laughs> if that's what you want, wait, wait for that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, Apple kind of made itself a, it's, it's tricky. So we're used to iPhone bringing a new processor and then the next iPhone bringing a, 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 the successor to that processor. That's not how this is going to be with Macs. Yeah, we don't some know. Some Macs are going to get the existing processor, and then at some point, Apple will have a new one, and then those Macs will get the new processor. 
I, I wonder if everything the Macs are going to be kind of on a yearly cadence for processors now, yeah. the way iPhones are. But there's, yeah, there's going to be tiers. I, yeah. I think a lot of the objection people have to this iMac is that it's the low tier one. People had the same objection with the M1 uh, MacBooks is that they're like, yeah, but I, I want the big MacBook Pro. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, that's coming. This is yeah. a two-year transition and they'll, they'll get there. We were running rumors that the iMac would have the M1X and M2 and just from things that we read, things that were reported. And I think mm-hmm. it will. Just, just, it's just not this one. Yeah. The, that 27, 29, 30-inch model, I think for sure will have a faster processor as the current model has versus the 21 inch that yep. is replaced. But it's not the past people. It's still very, it's still, it's, it's the, a it's very, very good, very good processor. And yeah, this is yeah, the one it, they sell. This they is don't the have replacement. This is the replacement for the 21.5 and it's, it stomps all over it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so big time. I mean, that was how many years old was that? Was a chip in that, in that machine now? Two or three. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, yeah, it kills that machine. Uh, we have two comments from Facebook. Merlin writes and said, selling the next generation with eight gigabytes of RAM and 256 gigabytes SSD. Pretty colors, not going to cut it this time. And Victor Sleich says, Ugh, I don't get the color explosion. Personal electronics should be either black or white. That's mm-hmm. it. I like colors, although I personally end up buying either the black or the like silver or something. I feel like they should also offer like a matte black or something. Yeah, it's a, um, I, was a, I mean, maybe right. they're, they're saving that for the higher end ones. Still, I mean, yeah. If, but it why is should, weird why that should, they don't have, they have a black iPhone. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't, I've got no problem with the colors things. They, they know these iMacs sit on desks where, I mean, everybody's in these open environments and stuff now. They, they get seen. They get seen from all around. Mm-hmm. And, and they're making them obvious, like, that's an iMac. Like, everybody knows that's a Mac. And, and they look good in that kind of context. So I don't have a problem with that. I'll say this. I'm 100% on board with the idea that 256 megs, uh, gigs is a terrible starting storage for a desktop yeah. computer. But the 8 gigs of RAM is not like it is on an Intel system. Your experience with eight, I've been using an M1 with eight gigs for since they launched um, a MacBook Air and it is 100%. It, it's it's like the Intel one with 16 gigs. It's the responsiveness, how quick things load, swapping, loading a whole bunch of stuff up at once, loading up huge files, all that other kind of stuff. It is not at all like the Intel 8 gig system. I don't know what magic they're doing in terms of like swapping stuff off to the SSD and managing caches and whatever, but you have to kind of readjust your expectations in terms of how how bad 8 gigs is as a starting choice. It's, yep. it's not bad. It's You'll, you'll be shocked yeah. at when, when you load up your big 4K file into Final Cut and start and have 20 browser tabs open and everything just hums along fine. You'll be like, oh, I guess it gives is fine. It is curious that Apple hasn't really explained that. They haven't really elaborated on memory usage on the M1. Mm. And, you know, so a lot of people are thinking the old way of how memory is used. Yeah, you'd almost expect them to give it some sort of branding, right? Right. Like come up with something like iCache or something, some 
silly thing that they can say that it has <laughs> to make everybody think, well, maybe eight gigs is enough for me. It wasn't enough before because it is. A, a, and there's a bunch of YouTube video, a bunch of YouTubers check this out when the M1s were new, did all these sort of comparisons and they're doing something because it's, com- it's a completely different experience. Not to uh, undercut these arguments, but the eight, the twenty-seven inch iMac starts at eight gigs of RAM also, and that's yeah. eighteen hundred bucks. Apple, this isn't a this isn't anything new mm-hmm. to start at eight gigs on for a desktop or any machine. Really, that's at, Apple's at starting ex- point at an expensive price point. Like that's not yeah, that's not. I mean, new. I'm looking at the twenty-three hundred dollar uh, twenty-seven inch iMac, and you get eight gigs of RAM. You can get more. More yeah. than 16, which is, which is what, what Apple only offers on this one, which also isn't a surprise because that's what we saw on the Air and the Pro. But um, that's Apple's thing. They don't give you more RAM than they think you need. And if you want more, you got to pay for it. And they cho- they overcharge for buying more RAM is, yeah, is, a, is part of the right. issue. And, and you can't do anything about it after you buy it. Especially on these new ones, right? That was the thing with yeah. old Macs. If you get an old enough Mac, you could stick in your own RAM. And I think right. even Mac, even the most recent Intel Mac minis, can't you do your own RAM in those? Uh, yeah, there were a couple that they kept around. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think even the new 27-inch, the, the current 27-inch iMac, I think you can swap out RAM too. Not mm. as easy as you could with the door, but I think you right. can take off that back and, and, and put in put in more. But don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but I think so. So yeah, yeah, I mean, all that, all those days are gone. You're, yeah. You get the SSD you need. It's the... The real issue is 256 gigs of storage is for a desktop computer that you're going to keep for years. It's just not enough. When I was writing that story um, over the weekend, I was reminded that the Mac Pro, which is $6,000, also comes with 256 gigs of RAM. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I think part of the thing there is that they expect people to use, people have their own storage solutions they expect people to sure, use because right. it's, it's so expandable and stuff. Right, they're using like Thunderbolt arrays and things like that. Yeah, yeah, sure, all that is true, but <laughs> come on, that. it's yeah. six thousand dollars. I think you can get a terabyte hard drive in that guy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, just to double back, uh, you can upgrade the RAM. There's a there's a memory a memory compartment door that opens up yeah. in the back in the iMac, the, the 27 inch iMac, and you can mm-hmm. upgrade the RAM. I will, I'm willing to bet my entire life savings that that is going away with the new model. Oh yeah, there's not a chance because it's it's the RAM yeah. is built onto the right. the package. It's a different thing. The M1's package. It's it's on package with the chip. So so if you want no that, chance. that's what you uh, buy the one that's out, which we wouldn't recommend buying. But <laughs> if you if you absolutely really want a machine, a Mac that you can swap that RAM, this is it. This is a dinosaur. It's the last one. It's going away. Some people were unimpressed with the Apple TV 4K upgrade at Eugenie K on Twitter says, as much as I hate the Apple remote and no 4K on my HD, I don't hate it enough to pay $170 for a barely upgraded box. I swear they're going to pull an iPad 3 and upgrade it again once the chip situation gets better. Uh, I don't know about that upgrade. Yeah, Yeah. that doesn't seem like, I mean. It's true the A12 is not a huge upgrade from the A10X. It's like 20% faster or something. What it does is better video decoding so you can get 4K HDR at 60 frames a second. But in terms of other stuff, it it doesn't, you're not going to get like an A14 in there 
anytime soon. It's too expensive. Apple doesn't want to, you know, price these things. They're charging 60 bucks for the remote, for God's sake. They're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna make and, and the box is already too expensive. So they're not gonna put something even bigger in there. It's just not where they see that product going, I don't think. Yeah, my biggest problem with the Apple TV 4K, well, two two of them. One is that they still have the Apple TV HD. Yeah, is $150 and outrageously ridiculous. But the, you know, the Apple TV 4K, it's really, really good. Mm -hmm. The current one. I haven't tried the new one. I'm sure it's a little bit better. Um, It's the, my favorite of the stream boxes I I have used and I still use, I use most of them. It's still very, very expensive for what you get. And I don't know why Apple didn't come out with a model that's a hundred bucks. That's what they need. A 4K Apple TV that's $100, they would sell tons of them. This model, it's just, it's too expensive. It, it gives people things that they're not necessarily looking for. I, mm-hmm. have, a, I have the prior one with an, a, with an a, A10. Speed is not, never a problem I have on my Apple TV. Putting an A12 in and saying it's new, okay, it still doesn't give me an incentive to, to, to buy one. Yeah, the only real purpose of that it, it, like, is doing... 60 frames per second 4k hdr which sure. it, and and there was a reason they cut to a, a picture of like olympic snowboarding when they did that because the olympics broadcast coming up this summer is going to be sports is a big case for 60 frames per second yeah. stuff and you're going to have streaming 60 frames per second 4k hdr movies and stuff aren't anyways so and it, it there's matter. a sports in 4k 30 frames per second is few and far between. We're still not quite there yet, but it's cool that Apple added the functionality to it, future-proofing yeah. it in a way. But it's still not, it's just, it's it's not what it should be. Or how about uh, have an option that it, that is 100 and then also have this one as a high-end option. There's, there's like, like what Roku does. Like there mm-hmm. are ways to do this and not have the only option be a $180 box that is just out of reach for most people. Yeah. I would say to the reader who wrote that they're, going to stick with their hd you will notice a massive difference from your hd the hd is ancient hardware yeah, that's yeah. actually kind of pokey besides just obviously also being limited to hd <laughs> yeah, the, the picture quality is a big one I, I i have both i have an hd in my bedroom and a 4k in my living room and yeah the difference is palpable right i'll, I'll definitely agree with you there it's still it's still a tough sell yeah. When when you're looking at seventy nine dollar Fire TV and 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 fifty nine dollar Roku's and and Google TVs and, and Chromecast and things, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's priced so outrageously high compared to its competitors. And they're not doing a good job of sweetening the deal in some other way. They're, I mean, you're going to get like maybe you get your year free of Apple TV Plus, but that's not nobody's and, like. I need that. That right. saves me all this money. And you're probably getting that with some other Apple device anyway. True. Yeah. Most people. I would I doubt most people are buying an Apple TV if they don't already have an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac or whatever it is. Yeah. Your free year doesn't get extended for every device you have or something. Right. So there's, there's other leather levers Apple could pull to sweeten the deal. There's a, there's a million things they could do. Like you, you see other companies doing, you know, free Netflix for a, three months and all these other things, anything else to make it look like it has more value. Mm-hmm. And Apple's not, Apple rarely does that kind of stuff. Um, and they're not doing it here. And, and they really need to do something like that because getting people to choose something that's like a hundred dollars more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like twice the price of its competitors. With, you know, to the, and to the, to the, to an average consumer, no discernible benefit. Right. It's not going to be obvious. People don't care about 
60 frames per second in 4K because their TVs don't even support it. You don't understand how much better sort of the interface and the responsiveness and all that stuff is before you buy it. Once right. you get it, buy it and get it home, you're like, wow, this is everything's snappier and more responsive and Siri works great and all this other stuff. You, know, you don't get any of that before you buy it. Apple's new AirTag tracking device doesn't have a hole in it. You can drill your own hole or you can buy a holder that costs just as much than the AirTag itself. And a few Macworld readers think that was the plan all along. At Spose Fanatic on Twitter said that this is an omission that will probably create a few billion in accessory revenues in the next five years or so. Vladimir Nagu on Facebook says that Apple... I, I want to have Paul's podcast of you trying to read the names <laughs> of our Twitter followers. I am horrible at this, yeah. So I apologize to all our podcast listeners. I am not good at this, so... <laughs> Apple intentionally didn't add a hole for the keychain, so the accessories market to boom, and they will get a share from it. It's discussed when the product is designed... They agree to make it like this, and brands agree to share the revenue. I don't, I don't know that brands agree to share the revenue. Like, I don't think Belkin, um, like this. There's no MFI program for this where like they get they have to charge to do. It's just a physical holder for a coin shaped thing. So I don't think anybody can. I don't think Apple could stop anybody from producing accessories to hold your thing. <laughs> And, and and charge them money for it but i do think it's a, an incredible oversight like this is every everybody is going to need some kind of holder for almost all these things they're totally right about that i don't know if it's an oversight i mean i do think that apple i mean they're not dumb. no i mean it's deliberate right yeah they yeah they saw it and they said nope we don't want a hole i'm sure there's a there's a prototype of an air tag sure. hole on it somewhere in, in apple and they just decided they didn't want it to look that way or or hang that sure. or whatever, but what's what's weird about it? I'm I'm reviewing it now, and it's such a, a small, svelte, little, nice looking device. Mm-hmm. But then you got to plug it into a, a, a plunk it into a, a an ugly dongle. Even Apple's thirty dollar one, they're still not they're not elegant. They're just they're yeah. big giant things that attach to your to your keychain. It could have just popped right onto your keys and you know looked right like a belong there now it's a it's 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 too big yeah and i i'm sure they'll be in in air tech it's too big or with a with a holder you mean yeah it's just yeah. it it, it kind of hangs lower than your keys it's it's just not great and you know there will be a ton of accessories and some of them on amazon will be like two bucks and you know they'll they, it's not going to be the big expense it is now to buy that accessory but it just it's when every single one of your competitors makes a product with a key ring hole on it and you don't it mm-hmm. stands out as being, you know, somewhat hostile. <laughs> this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of thing that it strikes me as incredibly hypocritical of Apple to not put a power adapter in all of the uh, iPhone boxes because it's bad for the environment to manufacture millions of these things. And then they go do things like this or like not having any USB-A ports on their devices when they know you the world is not on USB-C. They know people are going to need to plug in USB-A things, whether they're old things or brand new things that they still sell now, top-end gear that has USB-A plugs. People need it. You need to buy a dongle. So there's this whole dongle market. There's this whole market of like 
accessories for like holders and stuff like that, that could be avoided. There's a huge environmental impact of all of that, but they seem okay there. And yet they're not going to put a power adapter in the iPhone box, but I cannot reconcile these things. And well, I can't, you know. the bottom line is they were the, removing the, the charger from the iPhone box saves them money. Sure. Uh, the uh, not having a USB-A port makes them money. <laughs> essentially right. but that's but the, i'm just saying like that's not their message yeah, no it's right the message is all about is, the environment is, so it's very, right it's very it's, hypocritical it's very nonsensical when you break it down like that yeah and it's it's clear that it's all fueled by money first environmental impact second right uh or, or if that's not the intent then they need to start to change some of these other things because it's you know it's, it's obvious on the face of it we didn't write this story, so there, there won't be any hot takes, but an, an Australian retailer has uh, taken AirTag off the shelf, which I thought was interesting because there's a, a fear that a kid could open it up and, and swallow the battery. I thought it was, it was, it was nonsense. Yeah, I find that so ridiculous. Yeah, and, but here's, here's the one thing that – so I have, I have a Tile, uh, uh, a Samsung one, and an AirTag here. Mm-hmm. Um, the AirTag is the easiest to – uh, take the battery out so you push down and you twist it which yeah. you could do accidentally if you're a kid like listen i don't know what kids going to be playing with these things but let's 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 remove that right the other thing that apple i'm sure will change on the second generation so as soon as that back comes off that battery pops right out on the yeah, it's tile, pretty common there's a tab that you got to press. Yeah. well yeah maybe but on the tile there's a little tab that you got to press down and then it pops out and mm-hmm. on the Samsung, you get there's a little groove that you got to get in there and 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 pry Wedge it. it out. Yeah. So in that sense, it is at least amongst the three that I have here, it is the easiest to you know potentially be a joking hazard. Right. I mean, I think we're still a long way off from that actually being a fear that parents need to have. Right. But... Like the number of stuff in your house that your kid c- could right. <laughs> yes open up and and swallow an inside part fairly easily is there's lots of enormous there's a huge difference between that and the actual product being a choking hazard right that's right which is a whole other thing it yeah do they also not sell airpods right that's another one yeah like because you could just swallow the air you don't have to your kid doesn't have to monkey around (laughs) and do funny stuff it just like this is like candy looking thing i can just pop in my mouth yeah so yeah it just that's a silly they're gonna it is silly but I, i just thought it was interesting that there are safeguards in place on the other ones that Apple doesn't have. For our last topic for the podcast, we're going to go away from the spring-loaded events. In a recent report, analyst Ming-Chi Kuo said that Apple will likely launch a foldable phone in 2023. Most of the people who had a thought on this product don't like it <laughs> on Facebook Michael Buckaloo said that someone must explain the benefit to me. I understand curved displays because you can do something with the watch. Roll-up displays would be good to carry for use with a MacBook or iPad. I don't get how this would make a phone better. Tim Stewart on Facebook said that folding is to phones what 3D was to TVs. It's the latest gimmick because the design language of phones has reached a point of maturity and stability. 
And Jame Wages says, folding is stupid. It's gaining traction only because everyone in tech seems to think it's the only thing left. I, I agree with almost all of those. Like, I don't know what problem it solves. The idea is it can unfold to kind of a small tablet, but then it's too thick when it's folded up and you may have this, all these compromises and durability and battery and inside room. And, and the list of compromises to the list of like, well, what it do, what does it do for me is small. They're just cool. And, and that's, yeah. that's all I have going for them. But look, if any analyst who says they know what Apple is doing two years from now, it's just full of it. I'm sorry. Like Apple yeah, doesn't no, you, know this what is, Apple this is, this is Jason's uh, hill that he consistently goes on top of. Come on, um, two years from now? Yeah, no. Two it, years ago, we heard about how we'd all be wearing VR glasses from, I mean, AR glasses from Apple this year. Come on. They don't know. Yeah. Um, this was a, it was based on a survey that, that Ming-Chi Kuo did of, of suppliers and, and what Apple's working on. And I have no doubt that there is a prototype folding phone. I mean, yeah, no it'd be doubt. crazy if they didn't have one. Yeah, I agree. 2023. I mean, it is possible. Samsung's been selling one now for two years. So the tech is there. The, um, the, the, the proof of concept, it's, 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 we're, 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 we're way past that. So it, mm-hmm. do, it works. It's sellable. It's usable. Uh, I've used folding phones from Samsung and I do agree that I don't know really what the, not so much like I can see the the niche use case. Some people want to, you know, they have a carry phone. They they they, they want to open it up to it to a larger size screen, do some work. What what I failed to see is how it's going to develop mainstream appeal, like the AirPods or the Apple Watch or obviously the iPhone itself. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people, even if the price was to come down to say the iPhone Max type of of like eleven hundred dollars ish, right now they're like two two grand for that size. So say Apple can sell it for for twelve hundred. I don't know. Other than you know the people who are going to buy it because it's cool, like where it goes down the line. The iPad is is the iPad. The iPhone is the iPhone. Trying to kind of mash those two together into one device that you can carry with you, it it's it doesn't really work. Right. In my mind, especially with all the compromises that have to come along with that, like right. it's, it's now it's twice as thick when it's yeah. folded up, and, and right. yeah, I do see more value in making a large ipad into a small ipad mm-hmm. you know like if an like, iPad, like a mini opening up to like a pro size right see that's that to me makes a lot more sense because yeah. something larger like that that you're holding with two hands anyway doesn't it doesn't matter as much that it's that you're not pocketing it it doesn't right. matter that's, as much right. that the, it's the travel thick. is different yeah yeah and you know so the, all that kind of stuff makes sense to me what doesn't make sense to me is, is folding phones should just Folding smartphones. I loved my StarTac way back in the day, <laughs> but a folding smartphone, I just don't. I just don't see what what they're doing. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, like I said, it's cool. Yeah, it is going to get gen- if if and when it does come out, it'll generate tons of hype and tons of buzz and sure. it'll make Apple look yeah. like a, a a brilliant innovator again. And I'm sure it'll be better than than what's out now. And everyone's going to want one. But once they get it, I don't know if they're going to realize that, wait, maybe I actually don't want this because I don't like, you know, you, the, the, the joy or the ease of use of a phone, you pull it out of your pocket, you start using it immediately. Do any now of you got to pull it out. You got to open it up. You got to, you know. Do any of this folding phones, are any of them able to have a case on them? Yeah. 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 Samsung makes cases um, to protect, you know, their, okay. 
they have outside screens, so obviously the case goes around that. But yeah, they they have they make cases for them. Um, they add more more bulk. Yeah. So we're talking about they're about 17 millimeters, I think, thick. So that probably adds another 18. You know, they're 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 kind of heavy. They're big. They're they're what you would expect a, a first or second gen folding phone to be. They're a little clunky. Maybe Apple can improve on that, but I don't really see a way that they can improve on it that much, where right. it would be a viable, you know, mainstream. Everybody has to have it product. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast. Episode 741. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for providing your feedback on these social media feeds. You can subscribe to the podcast via the podcast app or on Spotify or whatever app you use for podcasts. Have any comments or questions? You can email us at podcast at macworld.com or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.